Hey there, lovely lady. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Strong Mind, Strong Body podcast. I am your host, Emma Gould, owner and founder of Organically Emma Health and Wellness and the Strong Mind, Strong Body Institute. I teach women how to heal their relationship with food and their body, finally overcome their disordered eating habits, find true self-love, learn how to live intuitively, and ultimately build the strong body, mind, and life that they never dreamt possible. I am here to teach you guys everything you want to know about getting truly healthy inside and out, and I cannot wait to have you on this journey along with me. The information that you're going to find inside this podcast is not found anywhere else. This is the information, the true, raw, honest information that I teach my one-on-one clients inside the Strong Mind, Strong Body Institute and that I share with people who I truly care about and want to help them change their lives. So you are in a lucky place and if you want in on a little secret, just by tuning in today, you have already taken the biggest step that you need to start on this journey to truly finding self-love and your highest version of health. So are you ready to start transforming your life? I thought so. Let's go ahead and dive right in. Hello, hello, my loves, and welcome back to another episode of the Strong Mind, Strong Body Podcast. If you are new here, welcome. My name is Emma Gould. I am also known on Instagram as the Alternative Nutritionist. I am a mind-body master coach who helps both women who are struggling with disordered eating to overcome their food fears, food anxiety, and find peace with food in their body. And I also help health coaches who want to make the switch to a more mind-body approach of coaching and learn how to become a master coach, a master at helping women transform their lives, minds, and bodies. I teach them exactly how to do that. So if you are new here, once again, welcome to the tribe look around, take a listen. If you have any questions, my email address is always down in the show notes below, as well as you can always hit me up on Instagram at the alternative nutritionist. I love getting messages in my inbox. So if you guys want to ever send me any questions, comments, concerns, things you would like help with tips, you're looking for anything like that, please do not hesitate to reach out to me in any of those forms. So with all that being said, let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. We are going to be talking about emotional eating versus eating for the sake of emotion. And before you guys go, huh, what the heck are you talking about? Listen up for just a second. I'm going to explain it all. But within my community and within um, just people who I see for my own observing and the work that I've done, so many women struggle with emotional eating and feeling like they're emotionally eating. And one of the biggest questions that I ever have gotten um, and probably get most often is, how do I know if I'm emotionally eating? And I think a lot of times the confusion comes down to this exact idea of what is the difference between emotionally eating and eating for emotion. So that's what we're going to go ahead and dive into today. Okay, so before we get started, the first thing that we need to kind of set the boundary of is the difference between emotional eating versus eating for an emotion. And when we talk about these two things, they at first glance might seem pretty similar, but they're actually different. So when I talk about emotional eating, we're talking about eating as a way to suppress an emotion. So I like to use the classic example of like eating a pint of ice cream after a bad breakup, right? We've all heard this story and it's this idea that when we are just broken up with, we're upset, we're sad, we're angry maybe, and we go to the ice cream, we go to the chips, whatever it is, because we're trying to feel better. So in trying to feel better, we're trying to suppress those emotions. So we're trying to suppress those emotions of sadness, depression, anger, frustration, whatever they might be. We are hoping to use food as a tool 
to help us suppress that emotion. Now on the other side of that, eating for an emotion is the act of eating in order to experience an emotion. So the difference comes from one is trying to suppress, the other is trying to bring on an experience. And I'm going to go from right off the get-go and say that both of these can have good situations and negative situations. So let's just go ahead and kind of go through the goods and bads of these really fast and then we'll kind of dive into actually what's going on here and how we can start to kind of figure out our own healthy pattern of these styles of eating. So when it comes to emotional eating to start, so when we're eating to suppress an emotion, obviously when it's something like sadness, anger, depression, that food is not going to actually fix the problem, right? It maybe it'll make you feel better for a couple of minutes, but afterward, most likely you're just going to experience guilt. You're going to be upset with yourself about eating. And then it's just going to be this whole spiral of being mad and upset and yada, yada, yada. It's going to go on forever. We've all been in that spiral before. So when it comes to emotional eating, if it's If we're using that food to try and suppress a negative emotion that we don't want to experience, I'm going to tell you right flat out, it's not going to work. What is going to work is going into your emotion, asking yourself, why am I feeling this way? What's going on? And, you know, if you actually are experiencing sadness or depression, asking yourself why, and then asking yourself if there's something you can do to make that feeling actually go away for the long term. A lot of times I'm not necessarily looking at instant gratification, which I know is hard, but if we're, for example, experiencing you know depression after a traumatic event in our life, this could be the kind of thing that we try to use food to cover up those emotions for a long period of time. This is what happens a lot with people who suffer from binge eating, all that kind of stuff. And what happens is we try to kind of pat on, pat on, pat on. But in the end of the day, what, what's really going to work is probably going and seeing a therapist, going and working on yourself, going and doing some personal development, going and hanging out with friends, go spending time with people, using distraction techniques like watching TV, going for a walk, something that's going to actually help promote your body to start to feel better as opposed to just suppressing those negative emotions. Now, how can this be positive? So the goal with emotional eating is we never want to be eating for the sake of suppressing an emotion, right? We want to dig into that emotion and feel it out, figure out what's going on and try to heal it from the inside as opposed to just trying to cover it up, right? We don't want to be the band-aid. We want to heal the wound. Now, when it comes to eating for an emotion, this is where it comes into play that we are trying to experience something. So what I like to use the example of is your away at college and you come home and your mom makes her famous chocolate chip cookies and you eat one not because you're hungry not because you really want it but because you know how much joy it's going to bring you you know how much excitement it's going to bring you right so this is we're trying to experience something and so we're opting to eat it to experience an emotion and If you guys can see, I'm sure you can already tell at this point the vast difference in the positivity um, versus kind of the negativity of these and, and how we can really start to direct from one to the other. So when we are trying to eat to experience an emotion, um, the only time that this can come into play as something negative if is if that emotion we're trying to feel is negative. And I don't really want to get too like dark and weird in this episode because that's not really what I'm about. I like to keep things pretty focused on the health aspect of things. But 
if we are stuck in a space where you feel like you are eating as a form of punishment, you are eating as a way to um, tell yourself how shitty you are, how much you suck, these are other ways that we can be eating to try and bring on an emotion. So for me, for example, I'm very open about my story, what I've been through, so I don't mind sharing this. Um, When I was struggling with my own eating disorders, part of the thing that I was dealing with is I would get so mad at myself and I knew that I would get, but I, what would happen is I would get mad at myself about something, um, but I wouldn't really know what it was. And so what I would do is I would go and binge and I would go and eat a ton of food and, you know, eat more than I wanted to and blah, 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 to give myself a reason to be mad at myself. And what was happening was I was trying to experience anger at myself and frustration but I didn't have anything to be angry at myself about because I didn't do anything wrong and so I would go and do something that in my mind was quote-unquote wrong so that I could experience that emotion so this is really where that can come into a negative play and there's other examples these are just kind of the generics that I want you guys to understand that it is important when we're talking about having a positive eating for an emotion is that it's always a positive emotion that we're going for. And this positive emotion can also be like satiation, right? Like feeling full feels good when we're hungry. So that can be something that we're going for Um, or feeling calmed down, like by having, you know, some soup, right? It's going to calm you down and make you feel better. Like that's going to eat for and experiencing an emotion. But if you guys can see that shift where it's a little bit more towards the positive angle, as opposed to either trying to suppress an emotion or trying to experience a negative emotion that would end up being negative in your, um, to yourself. So This is kind of the broken down difference between these two. So what I want to dive into next is what really matters here. And so what matters isn't so much the emotion of why we eat. It's the purpose and intention of why we're choosing to eat, right? So it doesn't really matter if you're experiencing, um, you know, sadness, happiness, joy, frustration. What matters is why you are choosing to use food for that experience. So what comes down to we're going to go ahead and go over the purpose first so the purpose that we give to our eating is pretty much the role that the food is going to play for us right so if we're sitting down to lunch and we say okay i'm going to eat this meal for the purpose of the fact that i am hungry and i need some nourishment and fuel in my body and if you guys Um, I know I do have some previous clients who listen to this podcast, so you guys are probably very familiar with that lingo that I use because those are a lot of terminology that I use. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, I would highly suggest that you um, go ahead and head to the show notes and click an email and be like, I'm really curious to learn more about your purposes that you give food because it's this whole thing that I teach. It's a whole part of my program and it's really transformational, life-changing for a lot of people. Um, And it's something that I also teach coaches how to teach inside of my masterclass that I teach. Go to my website, link in the bio, thealternativenutritionist.com. You can learn more about all of this. Um, But the purpose that we give to our food gives us the opportunity to choose the role that we want that food to play. So we have the option that we can choose for the purpose to be negative, right? So we can choose for it to be that it's going to make us upset. We can choose that it's going to um, make us gain weight. That's a negative thing. If that's a negative thing in your head, um, if we it can, we could say that okay, the purpose of this food is that it's going to stress me out, right? It's going to cause anxiety or that I'm gonna enjoy it, it's gonna be fun, it's gonna be tasty. So we have all these options. And so the important part of this is we have this opportunity, right? We sit down to eat and we can decide what's the purpose that we want to give this food. 
if it's negative, right, we don't want that eating opportunity. We do not want to take that opportunity. So this ties into kind of what I was talking about for the eating for an emotion, where if the purpose that you are eating for, that emotion you're going for is negative, that's probably a, a situation where you want to take a step back, take a pause and say, okay, how about instead of eating right now, why don't I go do something else that's going to actually help me to reach that emotion that I want or help, help me to feel better inside and out um, that doesn't, isn't going to take food into the equation. Now on the other side of this, is if we can find a positive purpose for the food that we're eating, then this is an opportunity that we wanna take. So this is the example with the eating for an emotion for joy, right? But the other version of this is when we are emotionally eating to suppress an emotion, a lot of times what happens when we go to emotionally eat, we're gonna sit down and we're gonna go, okay, I'm gonna eat this because it's gonna make me feel blank. So if you just take a quick second to turn around and say, okay, I understand I'm emotionally eating right now, how can I give this food in front of me or this eating opportunity, as I like to call it, a purpose for good in my day, life, whatever you want to use? And what we can do here is we can take control of the situation and we can flip it on its head and we can go, okay, so I'm feeling like I'm going to emotionally eat. I want to you know, suppress my anger, my sadness. But what if I can instead realize that I'm actually just kind of hungry and maybe instead of emotionally eating, I'm gonna go choose to eat a solid meal for nourishment and fuel. I'm gonna give it that purpose to just be fuel for my body and then you can eat. And as you guys can see, all of a sudden we've gone from this state of emotional eating to eating for a really positive purpose, right? For our bodies, something that we want to eat. Also something that you're probably not gonna feel guilty about after, not necessarily because of the type of food, right? It can be the same exact food, but because of the purpose and perception that you have of what you are eating. So the next part, what I wanna dive into is, because it kind of tails right off of this, is the intention of what we're eating. And so the difference between purpose is purpose is something that we can apply to food, right? It's like a little name tag that we can put on our dinner and say, okay, you are going to be here for this purpose. Now our intention is the reason why we're choosing to give it that purpose. So this is really where that kind of, again, middle ground comes in, right? So we have the emotional eating or eating for emotion as kind of our stop, as like our starting point. And then the in-between is our intention. Why? Why are we doing all this? And then we go into the purpose. We can give it the purpose and walk out. So and you guys can see, I always do this when I'm recording podcasts. My hands like are flying all over the place because I talk with my hands and then I do it whenever I'm like, and then I realize I'm like talking into a microphone and you guys can't see my hands flailing around. Uh, it's probably good. It would be really annoying. But anyway, so the intention is why we are choosing to eat. So this is where you would ask yourself, why am I choosing to do this right now? And this can be from all angles. So if you are choosing to emotionally eat, this can be, why am I choosing to do this right now? If you are feeling a binge coming on, why am I choosing to do this right now? If you are feeling the need to restrict, why am I doing this right now? Um, if you are feeling the need to just go eat a meal, you can still ask yourself, why am I choosing to do this right now? And what this is gonna do is, again, it's gonna help you gain control of your situation. And all of a sudden you've gone from this place of, for most of us, feeling pretty out of control around food 
to this place where we have just in one second, one question, taking control of our environment and taking control of the food that's sitting in front of us. And for so many people, I would say 98% of the women who I work with specifically, and that's a very small percentage of the population, they feel out of control around food when we start working together. And a lot of it has to do with control. So when we can find a way to gain that control without needing to restrict, binge, anything like that, all of a sudden we've taken over and we've like found a solution for ourselves. So when it comes to our intention, this is similar to the purpose that if it's negative, right, we want to redirect it. So if it's something negative that's coming up, well, I want to eat because I'm pissed off and I think the food's going to make me feel better or I'm mad at myself and I want to give myself something to be angry about. I want to restrict because um, I don't feel like I'm good enough to eat this meal, right? Those are all negative things. We want to redirect. So we want to ask ourselves, okay, what else can I do right now that's going to actually help me feel that way? So I don't feel good enough, right, to eat right now. Well, what would make you feel good enough to eat right now? Well, I would feel good enough if maybe I got that homework done that's been lying on my counter or um, I know for a lot of people this is where, well, if I burn enough calories comes in, I'm going to do a whole other episode on that. So if that's something that you struggle with, shoot me an email and let me know and let's talk about it one-on-one because that's like a whole separate episode. But um, if it's negative, redirect it. So if you're saying, well, I feel angry, upset, and I want to feel better. Okay, so can I go maybe call my best friend? Can I go cry with my mom? Can I do something else that's going to help me express these emotions that I need, that I feel I need to express without hating on myself, without doing something that I know I'm going to be upset with myself for doing later on. Now, on the other side of this is if the why you're doing it is positive, right? So I'm going to go eat this whole tub of ice cream because I'm out with my girlfriends and we're having a movie night and we're just going to go sit and eat ice cream and not care. That is a positive reason that you are choosing to eat that has a positive intention behind it, right? You're not doing it because you're angry, because you want to be mad at yourself. You're doing it because you're out with your friends. You want to have a good time. Then all of a sudden we've given this food a, we have a positive intention for eating this. And this all circles back around to that being an eating for an emotion versus emotionally eating. So when it comes down to all of this, in the end of the day, what you want to always do is ask yourself, one, why? And two, what's going on underneath, right? So what's going on? And then to tack onto that question, is the food actually going to solve that problem? Unless you are hungry, craving something, um, wanting to eat, you know, if it's something like just random emotion, most likely food is not going to be the answer. Although I will add a note, if you are somebody who gets hangry or gets anxious when you are hungry, and if you're rolling your eyes going, that's not a thing, it is a thing, I experience it. So for I, for example, I am somebody who gets very anxious and usually when I'm experiencing a lot of anxiety I take a second to check in with myself and I say when was the last time that you ate and usually what happens is that I haven't eaten in a couple of hours and so my mind's in spiral mode and as soon as I go and eat a meal I feel better so this is kind of again the idea of 
emotionally eating, right? So that was actually, this is actually a perfect example. I didn't even think of this earlier. This is a perfect example of um, eating to suppress an emotion for the positive, right? So I was experiencing a negative emotion, anxiety, and I actually realized that it was my body's way of saying, I'm really hungry, I need to eat. And so me eating was able to suppress my anxiety because the anxiety was actually being caused by the sake of me being hungry. So this is where that question comes into play as of is food actually going to solve that problem? And I want you guys to know that sometimes the answer is yes. And that's okay because as we've learned throughout this entire episode, as long as the intention is good, as long as the purpose is good, eat away, right? I'm all about eating in this whole world. If you're new here, I'm like, everybody go eat more. Nobody's eating enough, all that kind of good stuff. Um, And it is totally okay to both emotionally eat and eat for emotion as long as the reason why the purpose that you're giving that food and the reason underneath is good. And in the end of the day, after you've gone through all of these things, right, and you decide, okay, so something else is going on here, food's not the problem, what else can I do, right? And this is where it's going to come into play that your mental health practices. So if you are somebody who works with a therapist, I know like my therapist gives me lots of tools to use in these settings, a lot of positive self-talk, maybe go take a nap, go watch some Netflix, go on a walk, all those kind of things. Um, so, so that, go ahead, go little So that is going to wrap up today's episode. I hope you guys were able to follow along. This was an episode that was like super passion driven and sometimes when things get really passionate, I go all over the place. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Definitely go back and take a listen, take some notes if you want. This definitely had a lot of golden nuggets. This is a lot of the stuff that I work through with my one-on-one clients, um, obviously in like a much more laid out fashion, but um, this is a lot of the steps that we work through when it comes to overcoming emotional eating and negative relationships with food, because it really comes down to the fact that our emotions and our eating habits are like tied together with super glue, right? You don't tie things with super glue. They're glued together with super glue. They are so close knit and they work together and they play off of each other, like always. So if you are able to start to build that understanding of the role that your emotions are playing into your eating habits, positive or negative, that is the first and most powerful, profound step that you can make on your journey to overcoming emotional eating, overcoming a negative relationship with food, overcoming eating disorders, um, is really starting to figure out what's going on underneath, where are my emotions and my eating habits coming together, and does that make sense, right? So what I wanna leave you guys on is the note of never be afraid to question yourself. Never be afraid to ask yourself, why am I doing this right now? I do that with, everything guys like when I am sitting on you know my bed in the morning in my towel like scrolling through my phone for an hour I'll stop and ask myself why are you doing this right now if I'm like driving too slowly why are you doing this right now if I'm you know picking food out of the fridge why are you doing this right now if I haven't eaten in hours and I'm hungry but I'm sitting there with my eyes glued to my computer screen why are you doing this right now so If I could leave you guys with one message to take away from this is to always, always, always ask yourself, ask yourself, you are so much more bright and intelligent than you will ever imagine. I don't mean that in like a, you think you're stupid. I mean like we are truly unbelievable beings that have so much, um, 
information in us that we're able to give to ourselves even if we just ask. So never be afraid to ask, what the heck's going on here? Why am I feeling this way? Why am I doing this? And always make sure that you are working for a positive reason, a positive reason why, a positive intention, and a positive purpose with everything that you're doing. And if you are heading in that positivity, that route of positivity, always working towards the positive instead of the negative, I promise you, you will always be headed in a direction forward towards that goal that you have, towards that version of yourself that you want to be. And this process is not perfect, right? We all have times that we head in the the direction we don't want to be going but the important part is not that we never head in the wrong direction right I, I screw up all the time and like do things that I don't want to but the important part is not that we take that we never head down that direction the important part is that when we do start to head down that direction we ask ourselves why and on the flip side when you are heading in that good direction ask yourself why too and remind yourself why you're heading in that direction because there's no better motivation to get towards any goal than if you just ask yourself why are you doing this and give yourself a reason so I'm going to go ahead and leave you guys on that note. I hope you all had a wonderful, wonderful time listening to this episode and a fantastic start to your week. This episode will be going up on a Tuesday. So whenever you are listening to it, I hope you're having a wonderful day. Go give yourself some love. Go give yourself a hug. And I will talk to you in the next episode.